smelled like a girl. And Joe's like, my studio. <laughs> she is. Hey, you again. You again. 200 times. I actually, I've had the question from uh, a couple of friends like, yeah, you get like the consistency of doing so many of these are like, how do you guys, you don't run out of stuff to talk about or whatever. I'm like, that's, that's actually one of the parts that's really fun. Have you met me? I never, (laughs) (laughs) I've never run out of things to talk about. But yeah, I think it's really fun doing it with you because we have, um, we, what we struggle with isn't coming up with more content. It's actually honing it in for the podcast because there's so much when we're just talking, not in the studio Mm -hmm. that we want, to bring into the podcast and and then we struggle to kind of narrow it down narrowing it down that's our hardest that's our is that our is that our biggest problem <laughs> <laughs> this Whoa. is your chance if you want to give some feet some steve gripes <laughs> i think that's one of the segments <laughs> so everybody this is our 200th episode we're celebrating <laughs> we've got bubbly in yeah. the studio we already had a toast but i just felt like having some more so okay um but yeah, mm-hmm. we're supposed to reminisce mm-hmm. about the journey. Yeah, the journey. <laughs> so the the thing, I, the two that came to my mind, did you have one? Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, mine was just that I remember when I was first hired and you guys already had your whole flow. I don't think you even really thought about me in a podcast yet. You were just like, you didn't think about me in a lot of ways. Like Mm-mm. you were just like, I got her on board <laughs> and I'm not sure exactly you, what we're doing. You sit yet. over there. <laughs> yeah, it's just like... <laughs> And then all of a sudden, one time you you were like, let's just try, let's just try Sunday. Let's just try Sunday. And all of a sudden you were like, that was, that was great. You're like, <laughs> oh man. One of these days, I owe no, Sunday like a million dollar no bonus. No prep. I was like, yeah. I was just thrown into this tiny little room. <laughs> and I've never done podcast in my whole life. And I remember you just threw me in there. Well, that's been the story of my life working at greenhouse but i just really think it was funny that we've done this but i wasn't really hired with this in mind you know yeah (laughs) am i so bad joe i don't think that ever crossed my mind poor people listening who have worked with me before they're like yeah yeah that's that's your problem (laughs) (laughs) remember when we're talking about vision like you're like i saw the vision but like the the talent in front of me (laughs) oh my god i know yeah because in entrepreneur uh stage you're just like that's your whole life is just like jumping yeah. into new things. And so um, thank you for your generosity you're, you're and welcome. patience yeah. because there's so many times oh, it was that it was like, all right, let's try uh, this new thing. Yeah. And I I wasn't really thinking much about, yeah. like, well, yeah, this is a new thing that maybe yeah. you do or don't want to do. I, and, and I will just say that there was many times where I thought this is actually a really great sweet spot for me. Like, yeah. But I just had to kind of. It is. Well, that's one of my the reminisc- journey I, of like joining the journey. It's okay. So like, tell me if this is, uh, new, if this is news to you or not, I've realized it's kind of fun to see this. You had done before greenhouse, you had done lots of speaking and presenting public speaking. You're really good at that. Yeah. You shine at that and you're really comfortable in that setting. Mm-hmm. So I think I have thought along the way, like, Oh, well this is another, just like you get on the mic and you perform. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, and I've realized not just for you, but also I've realized for myself, it's very, it's different. It's very different because on the stage, it's something more um, rehearsed and familiar and it's about the performance of it. Um, Similar to, you know, when we play music, but in the podcast studio, yes, you're kind of quote unquote performing, but it's very different because it's, um, 
it's something unknown. Yeah, and I rarely do a talk where I'm not interacting with the audience. I think that was a real like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, cameras in your face. I think that is like, that was a big change for me. When we first started doing them, I don't know if we were using cameras. And when I'm speaking, very rarely is there a camera in yeah, my face. Yeah. Too. That <laughs> so close. there's just, yeah. I know. It's hard things. for me. The, the podcast format, one thing I love is the back and forth interaction because I'm not too. that great at giving Oh my a talk. gosh. I could not imagine just sitting here talking to myself. Oh. I hear those formats where it's just them. Someone who listens, they messaged and said, no, Steve, I've heard you give a talk. You are good at that. Give yourself more credit. And I was like, thanks, but I am not good at that. I, you are I don't know. I guess I that, just enjoy. I think 200 times. <laughs> <laughs> now listening to you 200. <laughs> Sorry. I wouldn't either. I'm, I really you enjoy. You myself 200 times. I'd be like, no, thank you. Okay. So that brings another reminiscing that early on, and I'll include Tommy in this because any longtime listeners know it started with me and Tommy Thompson. But even once we had done maybe what, 50 episodes, Joe, and then that's kind of where you were coming in. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I think it so. is so hard to hear yourself, to hear your own voice. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, if you like hear your own voicemail message or oh. whatever, a voice text. Yes. And so everyone hard. says, oh, I hate that. I'm like, yeah, try hearing yeah. yourself uh, every week mm -hmm. on the podcast. Well, I, and you were editing for a little bit. So there was like a few times where you had to listen to yourself. Oh, maybe that's why. Over and over again. Okay, so we should go then to the genesis of you, Joe. The genesis of Joe. The genesis of Joe. I just felt really fun to say. I Because I somehow stumbled upon making the original or helping make the original jingle for it. That's right. So, yes, yeah. because shout out Drew Daniels. We were working with Drew Daniels on, he was kind of helping with a lot of the production side. And then, yeah, I was editing. Oh, I hated that because I was not, that wasn't my thing, but I had to learn it just mm -hmm. bootstrapping. You know, you're, you have mm -hmm. to do a little of everything. And I'd sit there all night staring at it and trying to like cut out the ums and the likes mm -hmm. and <laughs> stitch it And then together. it's like one of those things that it's fine, but once you notice it once, you're going to notice mm -hmm. every single um and then go through mm -hmm. everyone. And yeah. then you're like sleeping and you're hearing yourself saying um all yeah. night long. Yeah, so we were in the studio with Drew Daniels he invited you to be part of writing the jingle. Because yeah. I was I was like his little minion at the time. You were a minion. So and now just, you're our minion. And now I'm your minion. Actually, Joe's our boss. He is. That's another journey thing. Yeah. Joe has gotten so much better Bossier. at bossing us around yeah. and making us better. because We used you... to boss him around. Yeah. <laughs> what is happening? I don't know. <laughs> what kind of parallel <laughs> universe is this? He's bossing us around now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's gotten a lot better recently because of some of your, some of your direction, Joe. Yeah. But it's been fun though. It's actually made it fun though that we keep kind of trying to re re evolve. I love that we have a very test and learn culture mm -hmm. that we're just like, well, I, I liked that, but I didn't like that, and we just kind of keep working it, working it out. Some of our listeners might be like, yeah, I still don't like that. <laughs> yeah. but, this this one's not doing it for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, and shout out Jacqueline because I think she was. You know, she was always in the studio with us, but mm -hmm. but you only heard her on some episodes right. up till now. And so I think Jacqueline was also really helpful in getting us comfortable just being ourselves. Yeah. Like I had some hangups around, yeah. oh, we got to make sure we kind of like edit out the imperfect parts. Yeah. And she really helped encourage like, mm -hmm. no, no, just just mm -hmm. be just don't edit so much or yeah. like keep it real. And I really love where it's come mm -hmm. since that. 
Last reminiscing I was thinking about was just how many locations we've been in. <laughs> yeah. Tiny, tiny spots where we were sweating to death, mm-hmm. where barely all three of us could fit, remember? Mm-hmm. And then just uh, the many places. And I love where we're at now in this studio. Yeah. So I was just thinking about the journey of getting to the couch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Remember when we used to kind of dream about, oh, one day we're going to sit on a we're couch, gonna be in a, yeah. on a couch <laughs> in a space yeah. drinking coffee. It won't, it'll be actually fun. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was making me think, though, the journey of Sunday finally becoming a co-host. Because remember, it was like almost yes. oh, 50, yes. 60 episodes oh, yeah, where it was, was your face on the cover. Yes. I, I, people, I, I was just like, I would talk to him, but I never really was. I'm glad you brought that up. We had a lot of good jokes over dinner. Yeah. I'm like, wow, Steve, still just your face there. Yeah. Pretty sure Sunday yeah. talks too. We never ended up doing it. It's kind of a regret of mine, but we talked about like cropping a picture of Sunday and like having it popping through the corner just of the, the corner. just like yeah. on one episode Peeking to see in. if anyone ever noticed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for making me uh, officially the co-host. Still, your your photo is not on the cover. We right, just but took I, Steve's I know. off though. But, so. I, but I, I I hope somewhere in writing, I've never really looked. I am the co-host. I guess. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Steve's backpedaling now. Well, two yeah. cheers to two hundred episodes. Yeah, cheers and cheers to anyone who's been listening along the way. Yeah, um, it keeps us going for mm-hmm. real because sometimes you're just talking in the mic, going, "Is anyone mm-hmm. benefiting from this? Does this help at all?" Mm-hmm. And um, some of you send messages and, and comment, and it's really mm-hmm. encouraging to keep doing this. Yep. I have a coaching shout out. I'll do that one. I'm a. I just wanted to give a shout out to someone who. You know how it is. You get feedback and you can either embrace the feedback or get angry at the feedback, right? And I have someone who I'm working with that I think did both, but didn't really realize the anger was there Uh until I think we really started to meet together. And I really kind of called out, I think that you're a little angry at this. And uh, it was a really great aha moment to realize we have to let that anger go and fight for this. And the only way we're going to get get what we want out of this is if we we actually show up how we need to show up. Yeah. And there was just a huge mindset shift. It doesn't mean that he doesn't. He's, he's like, uh, he's like, he said, I can gripe about this at home. Yeah. I love that. You know, uh-huh. he's like, but at work, I've got to change the way I show up. And I love that. You know, sometimes it takes a lot to push away our pride. You know, it's not easy. Yeah. And it was such a great moment. And already when he came to our second coaching session, the way he showed up, he's like, I did this, I did this, I did this. And the way he's communicating about himself and showing up is just let go of that piece. It's just a great, great coaching moment. That's so cool. I found in myself that that struggle too. It can be helpful. Some, sometimes I'm the type of person that has a a logical explanation though. I want to like explain, yeah, but there's reason why I did that or why I'm yeah. like that. And there might be, but that doesn't negate the fact that their feedback has something good in it too. Yeah. And separating them somehow helps. Yeah, it does. Well, let me still at least try to listen to their side. Yeah. Even if my side's true as well, there's something there's something to their there's point something. that I'm not seeing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So my personality gripe is I just literally wrote, when I wrote it down, I wrote the giver and the taker in friendship. Okay. You know, I mean like. My mind immediately goes somewhere, but where, where, where do you think? No, I want to go. I'm the one that wrote it. So I want to <laughs> know what you think. What, where does your mind go? The giver and the taker. Is this a true gripe? Like are you. Yeah. It's like, it's like a frustrating aspect to friendship sometimes that there's yeah. a, usually a giver and a taker. Yeah. 
Yeah, the my mind went to that same thing. There's usually it's almost like in a lot of relationships, the opposites attract thing of mm, well, the giver is attracted to the taker, the taker to the giver. Mm-hmm. Those words sound a little extreme, but I know, and I don't mean to be so extreme, but I'm trying to describe it. Yeah, so yeah. Um and so the And it's not always in all situations. And so let's But let's that's be also very, the frustration. It feels like it's yeah, always yeah. this way. Yeah. When is it ever going to go the other way? Yeah. That's all. I just wanted to like, like what is, what is, what I love in a friendship is when a person evolves into the middle somewhere mm-hmm. that even if they're a giver, they also know how to take. And if, the, you know, if the person's a taker that they also know how to give. And it's, it's that middle place of development that I think all of us, but I was thinking about specifically about my daughter, Leah, who's only 11, who is totally the giver right now. And it feels like she's she's the giver a lot. And sometimes she longs. She's like, when will a friend come my way that feels like a giver too? Yeah. Hasn't bumped into one. Yeah. And so actually, I think I wrote it thinking about how it can feel lonely sometimes when you feel like you haven't bumped into a lot of givers. So Mm -hmm. that's all. Just like, what do you do about it? How do you protect yourself? Do you have conversations about it? It's just, there's no answer here. It's just an observation of friendship. Okay. I don't want to be so nice about it though. I'm like, I am truly frustrated in life with the nice guys finish last thing though. Mm -hmm. What do you do about it? We want to be nice. We want to be the giver, Mm -hmm. but it does often lead to not getting what you want, what you want. And I I do feel stuck with that sometimes. I know. Man, what do you do about that? I think there's at some point when you have to like make a move in some categories. Mm -hmm. So, and you can be kind about it. That's how I feel. Yeah. I am definitely confident and direct. You've seen, but kind about it. Yeah. And I think that you should do a class on this. <laughs> yeah, because I found that too. Think maybe what's um, where it resonates with me is now having a daughter, seeing her start to bump into that dynamic as well. Yeah. Where she gets trampled on because mm-hmm. she's nice, and it, I have that crisis of parenting. Like, wait, do I want to encourage the niceness or do I want to encourage mm-hmm. the like assertiveness? Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I feel really stuck because I I was always more on the nice side. Mm-hmm. And now as an adult looking back, I'm like, man, it took me. I'm still trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to find my voice and be mm-hmm. assertive. And I, I feel so frustrated. It feels like to to say what you want means that you have to be a mean person. Yeah. And so that's where I'm trying to lean into with Leah to say no thank you, mm-hmm. but no thank you. Yeah. Versus no jerk. You know? <laughs> That's good. Oh, it's hard. Anyways, that was my thought today is that we lean one direction. So I'd really like to start out with this, actually a story about myself and a story about a recent client that came to us for a, um, what do we call it? When it's a, a discovery call, mm-hmm. trying to decide if they wanted coaching. So I'm going to start with my story really quick. Most of my career has come to me, which sometimes people have this journey. A lot of things were just, this person came up to me that you get it, yep. it came to me. And I was a consultant, so I was doing a lot of traveling, and, and I was also with the Jonas Group, and so there was a lot of traveling there, uh-huh. All both things I loved. When I decided that I wanted to have last child number five, and I moved to Richmond, I really, and also I hate flying, but I still flew, I really was like, what is out there with my skill set? So, so I knew that it, it's where I would call a career pivot. It was time to make a true career pivot, but something wasn't actually coming to me. I was actually seeking it 
out. And I was the only one that was going to be able to do it. Yeah. And I didn't know what direction to go. And what I want to talk about today was two simple things that helped me find that, which was informational interviewing, which we're not going to spend a lot of time on, and also one simple exercise that gave me clarity. Okay. That's really what we're going to talk a little bit about today. I'm just curious. So you talk about hitting the point where, all right, it's always come to me. Now I need to go out. Did you recognize that at I the did. time? I really did. I was like, oh, I'm in a new city. Like I had no uh-huh. real network. Uh, yeah, there was nothing falling at my doorstep. I was like, this is the first time. Okay. And I did not want to work. Yeah. But I knew that I knew that I needed to find. But I couldn't connect the dots. I was like, oh, my like, Lord, I, I feel start? lost. I haven't had to do this before. Yeah, I, I really, I really relate to that person who feels who feels like and yeah. and has generally been very successful too but all of a sudden a little bit of self-doubts coming into and a little bit of fear like mm-hmm. what and also like what if i can't figure it out you know scared yeah scared yeah and what made me think of it too is we recently had a a discovery call where someone came my way with the exact same story same age group as me same thing career always come to her always come to her she can do anything too. Mm -hmm. One of those ones, a little bit of a generalist, Mm -hmm. so many things. And all of a sudden she's like, money's doing okay. And she feels like she took some time off, but now the time off is getting too long. You know how that happens sometimes. Uh And she feels stuck and she's like, I want to do something, but all of a sudden she's like, I have no idea which one it is. Yeah. And she's stuck in that which one. And I, it made me think of my own story, very talented, very successful, but how does she synthesize this? Well, sometimes we like to call it the career maze of our life. Like mm-hmm. where it's like she's come up against a wall or it's like, ah. Yeah. She's got to seek it out. Yeah. She's going to seek it out. So that's what I'd like to talk about okay. today. So there's, I wanted to kind of jump into a little bit of other categories of people who might love this exercise too. Now, first of all, let me just move away the informational interviewing and the fact that the mic just the almost mic just ate your face. <laughs> you know, we know what informational interviewing is. That one really unlocked a lot for me. That yeah. just meant that I went and talked to a whole bunch of professionals and picked their brains about what they did and they helped solve the puzzle for me with what I wanted to do next. Yeah. So that was one skill set, okay? But let me... Let me, can I double click on that? You can double click on that. (laughs) Because to, you know, some personality types, they, they find their way through conversations with other people. Yes. You and I are both in that camp. And so that what you just said makes sense. Right. There are a whole bunch of people who that never crosses their mind. Right. They go to Google. They go to informational sources. Right. That's how they find their way. And so they can hear that and be confused. What do you mean? Like you yeah. talk to other people and then it pieced it together. I know. But that's the point. And that's actually why it's such a critical part of most of the coaching we do is helping people know how to and have a plan to talk to other people mm-hmm. because you can't just go to Google with this stuff. Mm-mm. It's one of the categories in life that you can't just like look up how to what do What should this. I be next? What should I be next? <laughs> Google doesn't know. Chat GPT doesn't even know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's one of these things where conversations start to add a little more color to the painting. It really is a a puzzle. And it might be 46 conversations. For me, it was 12 Mm -hmm. years of conversations till it finally like, oh, oh, there it is. Like now I'm starting to Mm -hmm. see it. But even somebody in a quick job change or career pivot, it can, it might only be a few weeks of time, Mm -hmm. but it's like, 
it took 26 conversations to start mm-hmm. to because people say things that you yeah. weren't thinking you, or they you, say it in a new way or they yeah. tell you about something you or weren't aware of. they see something you don't see. I also yeah. think that one's interesting too. Yeah. And for those of you who are listening and thought 12 years, I did mine in a year. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> why I say like it could be two weeks, it but could, it's still going to be the, the journey is long not for, go- right, a Google answer. Right. <laughs> no. And but I, I thought, love that you said that too, because there is one Google resource that does help for the introverts who are like, could I have a starting place? Yeah. And one Google resource is, because some people tell me they don't think of this, which is just uh, put the job that you have in and just like, what is a transferable skills? And I think people don't think of it. So you could say transferable skills to being a nurse, transferable skills to being a project manager. And you're like, it does actually give you some ideas, but it's not, it's not the answer. It's a starting place. Here's another situation where this applies we'll hear from people who are, uh, yeah, jobs have always come to them or they've been in the same organization a long time. And then all of a sudden maybe they're laid off or they choose to make a change. And they, they're like, how does the job search game work these days? Mm -hmm. They haven't even done a resume in 28 years. So they're like, I don't even know how these work anymore. What's the current? Or sometimes people take a break from work for parenting reasons. And then they come back in and it's, Mm. Well, what what's I, the game yeah, now? I know. <laughs> and that's, it's different, but it's similar. Yeah. Where kind of, where do I start mm-hmm. is the tricky part. It is. All right. So let's just go to the the one, the, I call it the one simple exercise that brings career, career clarity. Okay. Because it really does. All right. So here's the simple exercise. So first you're going to draw like a, uh, an X um, in your, on a piece of paper so that there's four squares. And one of the squares, you're going to take some time and you're going to make a list of skills that you're good at, that you still love, uh-huh. all right? So skills you're good at, that you still love. And some people are like, oh, even that's like an interesting way to think about your skills. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I think we think we love all our skills. No, yeah. no, not the truth. <laughs> list of skills they're good at your love. Second one, maybe underneath it would be list of skills that you're good at, that you no longer love. I find that that one is the one that people have the biggest epiphany over because they're like, you know what, darn it, I don't, I am excellent at spreadsheets. Everybody comes to me for it. Everybody, I'm great at number, but I'm tired of that. Mm-hmm. I don't want that to be my brand anymore. Yeah. And until they write it down, they don't realize that that's not what they want to attract anymore. So this is like separating the two. Then the next one is a list of skills that you're not good at. And you don't enjoy. And you might be like, why do I need that one? Because you don't want to even take the time to learn them. Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't, I'm not good at them. And if my boss brings them my way, you're like, no, thank mm-hmm. you. No, thank you. That, so that one should be a pretty short list. Like for me, like with you and me, like, you know, I, like, I, I hate numbers. Like, yeah, it, I, no, that's all we got to say. It's just a no. It's just no. <laughs> yeah. And then the last one, and I think this one is the hardest one, but it takes the most thought is, if you're trying to especially like to rebrand yourself or think about yourself differently, it's like, what are maybe four skills that you notice in others or that maybe you've touched on that you want to learn and know more about? So maybe I've had a little experience in something at work and I've been like, oh my gosh, I felt so alive in that. However, I do not, I do not know much about it. Yeah. I'm going to put that in the top right corner yep. about four things. And that's going to be my like learning corner mm-hmm. about things that I might want to. Yeah. Yeah. I like this exercise. I don't think I had heard of this one before. 
I don't I, think we've talked about it. That's always fun, I mean, right? Like we work wow, together. Wow, you taught me something. <laughs> you know, you did that today with me with another podcast really? on the like <laughs> the five phases oh, of <laughs> five um, phases of work. I was like, look at Sunday that. sounds so more. So this is fun. Right I was yeah. drawing. I was like mentally drawing it out. Okay, so, but tell me a little more about the situations that how like how this plays out how you use this okay so outside of like the one that was an example of mine mm -hmm. so here's an example a manager has asked you like that gained your trust and they're like hey we have this project coming up i'd really like you to decide which which pieces of the project you would like to uh -huh. <laughs> do frozen state of confusion i have a tendency to be a people pleaser and so this skill might make you fall into the category of going into the top quadrant, which is like things I love that I like versus the ones that I don't like. Okay. I, can we sit on that one for a yes. sec? Because that's really interesting from both sides. So from, from the person being asked, it, it's helpful so they don't accidentally... Yeah. sign up for stuff they don't want to do yes right because they right. could be just trying to please the boss of like yes. oh this is what they want me to say absolutely so let me say that i'm good at it yeah yes even on the manager side and i've had this happen before when when that happens it's almost um it's hard for the manager too it can be even unfair for the manager too because now they uh they don't actually know what you like and don't like they don't it doesn't allow them to create a place that you're excited to come work. So I, I like that it um, it kind of gets unwrapped mm -hmm. the truth versus mm -hmm. uh, allowing allowing these misunderstandings to go on. Yeah, because a good manager wants to know what things are spurring your interest versus what things are no longer spurring. Yeah, I mean, as a leader, I get, I get bugged when I hear situations where people are like, yeah, and my manager keeps giving me this and that. And it's like, but you've never told, they have no way of knowing that. Yeah. And now you're going to leave and blame them. Right. And you never for leaving. Get, right. Absolutely. Another pl place that this might play out is just those people who have just generally had a happy career, uh, but they're just feeling a little bit bored and they don't know what to pivot to. Mm. So that one, they might lean more towards the to upper right quadrant, which is the, what these are the things I'm noticing that I'm interested in. I just need to learn more. That might be one. So that's mm -hmm. where that skill might fall into place there. Another one that might be fall into, this is the often the people pleaser, that people who okay. just keep being asked to do the to do things that they don't enjoy. Yeah. If you're just that person and you might not even recognize it, you might be listening to this and being like, that's what's the problem. Yeah. But I've never because I've never taken the time to organize my thoughts. <laughs> okay. Like, oh, there we are. Yeah. That's why I'm so unhappy. That was me a bunch. I so shout out to Maria. I think she listens to this. If you're listening, Maria, I had had, I don't even know how many bosses in my career who might've been fine, but didn't really help develop me and help me figure out what I like to do. Right. I mean, it's kind of crazy now that I do this for a living. I think back, I'm like, wow, I don't think I was, I can count on one hand the number of times I was given feedback or developed oh. at all you know it's just so just rare kept... it's just so rare mm -hmm. people don't they're too busy or they don't know how yeah and then i had this manager maria who was like i'll never forget it because the way she said it was so cool we sat down in a one-on-one -on -one and she goes okay and i'm like oh no i'm getting fired <laughs> Ugh, just the breath before the breath, right yeah. and she goes all right i know steve can like do and she talked about me in third person that was <laughs> part of what was made it so powerful she goes mm. i know steve can like do this and that and is good at a bunch of things 
but what does Steve like to do? Mm, yes. And I was like, oh shit, I've never thought of, like I've never had someone ask me that. Right. But what do you like to do? You're doing all these tasks that like people think you should do, but yeah. what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And it was so helpful. I mean, I think about that all the time. Wow. The way she looked at me and the way she asked it was yeah. like, but what do you like to right. do? And and yeah, it's just that I think it's just normal, especially early career, yeah. to just kind of follow whatever mm-hmm. is handed to you, whatever mm-hmm. you're praised for. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's shifting these days. But for me, that's I, no, I experienced that. It's actually reminding me of the the call that the lady brought came into us to for a discovery call, mm-hmm. too, because she also was like you, very good at many things. And that's what makes it hard to figure out what she wants. For the generalist, this is super so hard. so good at so many things. And she's like, I, I don't know. So it's like, slow down and think, what do I what do I really want? Yeah, I think that one really pertains to yeah. just like knowledge workers. Yeah. The, you're, you're bored. You want, you just kind of want more out of your yeah. work life. Yeah. Write them down and look at the upper right hand bucket. What, yeah. what could you do? How could you what do could more you of do? that? It's kind of exciting. I like it. And then the last two I'm just going to really say is you just... This one struggle you struggle talking about yourself. Sometimes I'll actually have people do this exercise just because in learning to talk about yourself, you have to know what skills you want to attract, which ones you're good at, which ones. Sometimes I've noticed people start mm. talking about skills that they they aren't yep. even interested in. So to organize them, I'll have them do this step mm-hmm. first. Yeah. And then the last one is if people come to me and they just say, I don't know what I want to learn. And so if they can start to organize the different mm-hmm. things, then sometimes they can have some epiphanies. So the bottom line is you can do this one simple exercise of just listing the skills that you're good at that you love, the listing the skills that you're good at that you no longer love, listing the skills that you're you do not enjoy and you never want to do, and four skills maybe that you want to learn and it can give just simple clarity to figure out what's next. Mm-hmm.